What's poppin' first and ten fans? Welcome back to another installment of our podcast here. We're on uh, episode twelve now, so that means and in, in age wise, we're about uh I think we're just starting middle school, you know, starting that puberty phase. And uh as as we go through the growing pains here, me, I'm Mike Clement and uh my partner Cage DePaulo, who is sitting uh, beside me, not really. But virtually um, beside you. Yes, we're and we're, we're gonna watch this uh, whole project grow. How are you doing today, Cage? Good. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Michael. I think it's time we're gonna have to plan and sit down with first and ten, and I think we really need to give it to talk. Um, yeah. Why did we? You know, I've been I've been seeing first and ten, look at other uh, other professional sports lately, and just been really confused. So I really think we have to uh, we have to kind of prepare ourselves for that time in our lives. We gotta give them the the footballs we... and baseballs. Yeah, Story. of the oh. uh, of the NFL sports podcast world, but anyways, besides our podcast going into its pubescent stage, I'm doing well. Michael, how's it? Michael and I are uh, after about, gosh, maybe two months of recording in person. We are back, separated by computers in college. Yes, I'm back at school. I'm about eighty miles southwest now. Listen, Michael, we've already so. made that done that bit before in a previous podcast. We have, but we can reiterate. True. It's um, like I'm pretty sure this is the copycat podcast. It started off at least. Yeah, I think we definitely have done that intro before too. Yeah, um, we'll, that's, we'll, that's kind of besides the point. That's in the past. That's in the past. How are your How past. are your classes so far, Michael? My classes have been um pretty good so far. I actually, my my Wednesday schedule is pretty good because I have like a nine a.m. But that class got canceled, so. Here so I you am basically just have to hang out the whole day. Oh, I am yeah. envious of you. Now, and, uh, um, tomorrow I am not looking forward to walking to my 8 a.m. because I have to walk across campus, and apparently it's going to be like sub-zero temperatures or something like that, where the the Arctic blast is moving its way up into New England. I, hey, I, listen, I Michael, it only takes 15 minutes for a person to get hypothermia, so uh, you yep. better be a little careful there. Isn't isn't your you, you said it earlier? Isn't your school like trying to? I mean. People at your school. No, 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 not my school. People at URI, the University of Rhode Island, are making a petition for them to cancel classes tomorrow because of oh. how cold it is. Listen, oh. listen, Michael. Us, you should know as a as a you know a millennial yourself. Us millennials, it is very tough for us to have to do things like walk, and you know, like be bundle cold. up. Yeah, be it. That's a lot of work for us. I would much rather just lay in bed all day. But Cage, you know where it isn't cold. Right Where now. is it not cold? Down in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, well, I mean, it might be a little chilly there. Well, it, it may be. It's like, but it's Super Bowl week. It, yeah, it's Super it's Bowl finally week here. You, you know what? We you got know something cooking down in Atlanta. You know what Super Bowl week means, though, Michael. What does it mean? The Pro Bowl is finally over. Yeah, thank God for that. Did, I actually like. I was going to watch the Pro Bowl, and mm-hmm. I think I was playing like Xbox with you on like Sunday, mm-hmm. and I got off to like go take a shower. And I, I said to my roommate, like, oh, I think the Pro Bowl is going to be on in, like, an hour or so. Like, let's let's watch that in a little bit. And then, like, not even, like, five minutes later, like, I looked down at my phone and I just see, like, the Bleacher Report, like, notification. It's, like, final AFC wins, like, over NFC, like, Mahomes, like, MVP of the Pro Bowl. I was like, wait, what? what how did yeah. this already go on? Yeah, but I like, had the I same reaction. I thought it was reaction. at, like, 6.30, like, Eastern time when, or when, something like that. I have no clue. It was on, like, four, like, channels, too, and I still missed it. <laughs> yeah, when we got off Xbox or chatting, I literally did the same thing as I turned on my TV and put on ESPN to check it out, and it was literally, I watched the last play, like, the Jalen Ramsey touchdown pass. That was all I watched. And uh, 
I'm kind of glad that's all I watched. A uh, fun fact: uh, Michael and I are big fans of ESPN's crew that they have over there. Michael, yeah. I don't know if you saw any highlights, but there is a clip where I think Patrick Mahomes shockingly throws the first touchdown of the game, and it's to Eric Ebron. And Jason Witten said something along the lines of, "That connection has been just as strong all season as it is today." And I don't what? know. I mean, I don't know if you know this, Michael, but Eric Ebron plays on the Colts, not the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes um, is on the Chiefs. Two and, separate and, divisions. And two separate divisions. But also, fun fact for you: when you watch the Pro Bowl, the players actually wear the helmets of the teams they play for. So maybe either Jason Winton is blind or he doesn't know what the Colts helmet looks like. But uh, that was something that he said during the Pro Bowl. And I think that perfectly describes the Pro Bowl in itself, Michael. So, um, yeah, definitely, I, I don't know, definitely something that, as we mentioned last week, that we were just not at all excited to look forward to. But it happened. And you know what my favorite part of the Pro Bowl was? What was your favorite part of the Pro Bowl? My favorite part of the Pro Bowl was just watching, like, Jason Witten break the trophy. Oh, my God. I forgot about that like, as well. That like, just... <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've watched that video, like, about, like, four or five times this whole week. And just the look on Jamal Adams' face, like, he's just looking down at the trophy and just see Jason Witten, like, with his grubby hands, like, somehow, like, pull it in half. Like, I, it's so funny. It, it was just such a mess. And I will say, I mean, we'll just kind of, I guess, recap the Pro Bowl. I will say the one player that I feel like actually even gave any ounce of effort was Jamal Adams. Like, just from, like, stuff I saw afterwards, it seemed like he was the only one who was, like, legitimately, like, trying to some degree. Besides, well, yeah, he's, he started out, like, he, he started out the Pro Bowl with a sack. Yeah, and I mean, I mean he early, honestly early could have in the week he like murdered that Patriots guy. He could have had like four or more interceptions. Like there were quite a few that he legitimately tried to go for, but because it was just downpouring, like the ball was way too wet to grab onto, and he was flying around the field while everyone, it literally everybody else, it looked like they were just jogging, like no one was well, yeah, going full speed. That uh, that play with like Mike, the Mike Evans interception. Mm. Like and the and like the NFC like defense was like trying to like lateral the ball around and like Saquon Barkley was in on like defense too. It was it was really weird. But like I you would just see like the AFC like and everyone else. They were just kind of like walking around at one point. Yeah, I I I saw I was I forget what podcast I was listening to. I think it was the Around the NFL podcast. And I feel like they described it perfectly. Like I don't know about you, but I just feel like the showcase stuff like. Honestly, like, the relay race and the quarterback accuracy competition, like, that's all, like, that's fun. I'd enjoy, you know, watching that while watching dinner or whatever. The actual Pro Bowl itself is just not entertaining. But they also mentioned that maybe you have to look at it from a marketing standpoint and see that the NFL is trying to market the Pro Bowl to younger kids, not yeah, really us. So. Like, the Pro Bowl is marketed toward casual fans and younger audiences, not, you know, people like me and you who spend, like, two-plus hours every single day reading stuff about the NFL and headlines. Yeah. But I digress in saying the Pro Bowl's over. We're, we're done with, and the actual exciting over. conclusion to the we're NFL to season is here. We're on to Atlanta. Atlanta fans are probably not excited that they have to host half of New England, but they have to. And yeah. we have the Patriots... Against the Rams in the Super Bowl. But before we start talking a little bit about that, that Michael, let's do a little bit of our uh, 
shameless plugging here. Tell them where they can find us, Mike. So, if you have a Twitter account and you use that Twitter account, you could also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at first and ten pod. I think it's the number ten for for ten there. Um, we have our website that we pay money for, which um, is probably making me broke. But um, that's firstand10sports.com, also the number 10. We have our Facebook account, which is just firstand10, the and symbol, and the number 10. And uh, if you wanted to follow us, um, if, you, if you're a music listener and you have uh, Apple Music, we're also on there. We're also on Spotify. We're both first into the and symbol 10. We're also on Anchor FM, Stitcher, I believe. Can you confirm yes, that? Yes, we are. I can confirm. Uh, sources are telling me we are, in fact, on Stitcher. Okay, yes, we are on Stitcher also. So I think, uh, I think I've covered it all. We'll cover it again at the end of the show. But uh, let's, let's hop right into so, things. So uh, I feel like before we get into the big game, um, I don't know, we can kind of talk about a little bit of the headlines that happened with Media Day. Like, uh, one of the big things that stuck out to me was the Devin McCourty comment, if you remember that, where he... Oh, yeah, didn't he say that he was, he, like, he, thinking about well, he retiring? Said, no, he didn't say he was thinking. He said that if they win the Super Bowl, he's basically going to retire because what else does he have to prove in his career once he wins a Super Bowl playing with his own brother? Which I thought was kind of cool. And, I mean, true. it makes sense. He's already won two Super Bowls, so he's a multi-Super Bowl winner, yeah. multi-Pro Bowler. He's played, you know, like multi all he's, pro. he's an all, multi all pro. He's thirty one, and like I said, how cool would that be to finish off by getting a Super Bowl with his brother? Yeah, that would be very cool. At the same time, though, I think like for the pat for the Patriots themselves, I think that's kind of like a scary comment because they probably thought they were set at free safety for a while, for like at least a couple more years. Mm. So maybe like going into the draft or free agency, they'll have to look into finding a replacement for him granted, i mean I, yeah granted if devin mccourty does retire true this i mean they could lose that it. also makes me think like maybe jason will retire I, too because his his contract is up at the end i think of the, the same too. thing i could agent. totally see them both walking into the sunset together um that'd, that'd be, be cool. very cool but yeah i thought that was interesting also obviously the big story because you know every reporter apparently needs to ask if brady's retiring and brady said he's not surprise surprise because why would Brady yeah. retire if he's still playing at such a high level? You see, I thought he would retire. And I I, I I think I've said this in past episodes, but I felt like that like if the Patriots were to win the Super Bowl this year, Brady would retire. But it, it I guess he's he's sticking around, which I mean it it, it really confuses me that Devin McCourty of all people, would be retiring if they were to win instead of Well, Brady. yeah, I mean, but also we're all maybe, under the assumption Gronk. Maybe Gronk will, too. I don't know. Maybe who? Maybe Gronk. I think Gronk is, if you ask for my opinion. I definitely think I could see Gronk retiring. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, th- yeah. those are some of the bigger things that kind of were spotlighted. Also, did you hear, Um, I I, I always forget the, the, the cornerback with the whole uh, pass interference call against the Saints. His, his name is Nickel Roby Coleman or something like that, right? Along those lines, yeah, it's like Bradley Nickel, Roby Coleman the third, sir. He's third in England. It's yeah, it's a weird name. Did you hear the comment he made about Brady? Because apparently he just decides that he's on the highest horse of all in the NFL. Oh, like yeah. saying how like Brady, he know he's not scared because like 
Brady's old and you can tell he's not he doesn't play as good as he used to when Brady has arguably had some of the best seasons these last few years. Yeah, yeah. He also I think later in the week, like Nickel Roby Coleman, I don't know where I got Bradley from, from the, the third sir um Yeah. There's no, there's no Bradley governor there. of I'm, I don't know what I'm, I was Wyoming. probably thinking of Bradley Roby or something like that. Anyway, Nickel Roby Coleman. Mm-hmm. He um I think like later this week, I think it might have been yesterday, he actually kind of yeah, backtracked it's on those because comments. He was like, wait a second, guys, like, be- I should, probably should not be saying yeah, this. Yeah, apparently, like, Les Need and, like, the Rams front office, like, laid into him and was just like, dude, like, we don't need any distractions against the Patriots on Super Bowl week. He's just like, you gotta shut your mouth for seven days because we don't need that floating around in the news. So, like, they basically, like, slapped his hand and, like, ye- like yelled at him. So, yeah, he came back on the media and was, like, talking to Deion Sanders and was just like, uh, everyone misunderstood what I said. Uh, Brady's the GOAT. He's great. And, uh, he's definitely didn't get worse. And, like, basically put his tail between his legs and walked away. Jeez. But, yeah, I mean, Media Day, as we're recording this, nothing really big is else has happened besides media day roger goodell met today earlier this morning as we record the podcast to do his little speech before the super bowl starts some of the big things that he brought up was how they're they might maybe look at making it that plays like pass interference can be reviewable but he sounded very hesitant and almost like he just had to kind of bring it up since he went right you silent about the whole call that whole time these past like two weeks yeah yeah between the saints and the rams they were, he literally just came out and he was like, hey, hey guys, so, so, sorry about that. Uh, we, we, we'll, we might do something about it. Yeah, it just seemed like he was almost forced to have some kind of reaction. Because, I mean, right after that, he's just like, just so you guys know, officials are humans too. <laughs> They're not perfect. Just so he's you know. just like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Leave Brittany alone. Yeah, we all knew officials were humans. We get that, but... There's a difference between being human and needing to do your job at a proficient level. Like, I'm a server, and if I go up to my table and give them, you know, buffalo mac and cheese when they ordered a buffalo wrap, like, I'm not just going to be like, listen, I'm human, guys. You have to get that I'm going to mess up. No, it's my job to expect to get it right. And to call that blatant, you're expected to get it right. I'm a... Yeah. yeah. So... Goodell met with that, and I'm sure more stuff will happen during the annual owners meeting in the next few months. There really hasn't... We'll get into that later yeah, on. <laughs> there really hasn't been any other bigger news. I think the only other biggest news is, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Rob Ryan was just announced to be the Redskins' new inside linebackers coach. Wait, yeah. really? Yep, as of, as of like an hour ago. I mean, I guess good for him. I'm glad he's back in the coaching business, but definitely a steep drop from defensive coordinator. Yeah, wasn't he defensive coordinator for the Cowboys? For yeah, but the bit? most recently the Saints. He was the defensive coordinator for oh, the yeah. Saints uh, last year, year and a half ago. Which I didn't he work under his? Didn't he work under Rex for like literally too, like or? a month and a half? Once the Saints fired him midseason, Rex Ryan brought him on board, and then they both got canned at the end of the season. So it was for a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah. um, yeah. I mean, like I said, good for him. Obviously, glad coaches can find jobs. He he is talented, but definitely. From going from defensive coordinator to interior or inside yeah, inside linebackers coach when you're not even the linebackers coach is definitely a drop off, but like I said, a job is a job. He needs some some kind of work. 
Good for him. Yeah. And that's kind of it been really for the news business. It's been kind of a slow week because the Super Bowl has been kind of hyping it up, and that's really been everything to talk. So, Michael, why don't we talk about the Super Bowl then? Unless if you'd rather talk more Let about us. the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I would never want to talk about the Pro Bowl Okay, again. that's fine. Yeah, I definitely think I'll agree with you that. Fine, no Pro Bowl. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, Michael. Why don't you kind of give uh, give a rundown about both these teams and kind of what what – their perks and highlights were that got them to the Super Bowl this season? Well, starting out with the Rams, the Rams have, like, had a very high-powered offense over the past, like, two seasons. Under Sean McVay, like, Jared Goff has been phenomenal, of course, and in that system. Todd Gurley has been the best running back in the league, in my opinion. And it's just kind of... Everything has fallen together for the Rams, really. It, it, they, they've they had Cooper Cup, their young wide receiver, who also, I mean, two years in a row he got injured. He's not going to play in the Super Definitely Bowl. Definitely unfortunate. He's a good wide receiver. Robert Bre- Woods has been really Question. good. There's just been a... They're, they're, yes. Brandon Cooks, he, he, he was only on the Patriots for one year, right? Okay. Yes, and I was about All to right. get to him. Brandon Cooks has been very, very good. I jumped good. the gun there. I apologize. He, he was very, very good in... Yeah, he was very, very good in New England, too. And, and some people are kind of saying that, like, this is a revenge game for Brandon Cooks, but it, really, it really wasn't. I mean, it really isn't. It really rather. wasn't. Like, maybe, listen, really hey, you could argue it was a revenge game against the Saints. Maybe this is the Brandon Cooks revenge tour. He is maybe. He's, he's just on, on a mission right now to prove all of the his ex-teams wrong. Yeah. But, but anyways, Rams have, like, I would say top five offense in the league right now mm-hmm. um their defense is definitely top three yeah they have one of the the best defensive lines in football right now they have aaron donald ndamukong sue dante fowler jr michael brockers michael michael brockers i mean the the list just keeps going on and on and then they over the this past offseason they traded for both pro bowl cornerbacks plural marcus peters and that's right they got two pro bowl cornerbacks not just one two 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 Mm -hmm. their their defense is one on paper that looks like it's just littered with all pros and pro bowlers at every single position yes the it's uh, they've retained just about the same defense that they had last year but they just made it better by bringing aboard dante fowler jr akeep to leave marcus peters Ndamukong Sue. Yeah. Yeah. LaMarcus Joyner. I mean, they didn't trade for LaMarcus Joyner. But he definitely Joyner. had a He's coming out season. For a while, but he, a big reason, I he think, had a coming out they're season. even, honestly, in the spotlight, as weird as that sounds, it's just because I feel like LaMarcus Joyner has had such a good season this year, um, arguably. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that's that's a big reason the Rams are here. Think about it. For a, for a while, the Rams were contention best team in the league. Then, obviously, the Saints kind of slipped up a little bit by them just by how well Drew Brees was playing. But all that yeah. that you put in is a big reason that they were able to beat the Saints, and they are arguably sitting here in Atlanta. Meanwhile, on the other side, yeah, and we we and we can't we can't even finish talking about the Rams until we bring up Greg the Legs. True, the, true, Greg the Leg, or he's the, he's the reason he's the reason they're in Atlanta mm-hmm, right now, kicking that. Or I mean, that's the thing though. That's how the the Rams are such a complete team. Not even Greg the Leg, dude. Johnny Hecker is one of the best punters in the league too. Their special teams is crazy. They, they they've they've done so many fake punts with Johnny Hecker and they've all worked. Mm-hmm. I I would I I expect to see at least. I, one I'm fake pretty punt sure I actually saw a stat that Johnny Hecker has more completions than incompletions in his career. 
Which is yeah. hilarious yeah, for a punter they're, they're to have. Special teams coaches, uh, yeah, they're special teams coaches. Very, very smart. Yeah, the Rams are just fall. I mean, dude, they're special teams coaches. They've got Wade Phillips for defense coordinator, and they've got the obviously guru and himself, Sean McVay, for head coach. It definitely is a very impressive Rams team. But the Patriots, yeah. as we know, are the Patriots. This is no slouch. They, uh, It is to no surprise, believe it or not, folks, they are not the underdog. Uh, made it to the Super Bowl for the third straight year, which just goes to show how amazing the Brady and Belichick saga really is. To be here for three years in a row, technically four in the last five, it's just absurd, honestly. In a season that, honestly, at first seemed like it was really littered with question marks for this Patriots team, a lot of people were really wondering what was going on. It just seemed like a lot of the chemistry wasn't there, their defense wasn't playing well. But as always, down the stretch, when it came to November and December, the Patriots cracked down, you know, even with outside drama like the Josh Gordon situation and everything, they were able to power through. And Brady's just Brady. They they showed, I think, the Chargers and Patriots game in the divisional round. When I saw that, I, I knew for a fact that this Patriots team was easily no joke still. No joke. And again, they, they showed it in a great outing against the Chiefs uh, even though that game came down to the wire and could have been anybody's game the Patriots came back on top regardless of overtime situations and the Patriots team I, you know they're just as good you've got the greatest quarterback of all time you have Gronkowski you have Edelman who's a difference maker in the playoffs and then you have this crazy nucleus of running backs like James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, the, James Devlin really it's just a ton of power in the you know offensive side of the ball, and their defense. Brian Flores is there's a reason he's all of a sudden become that going to be the head coach of the Dolphins. In the second half of the season, he put that defense on his back, and they came in clutch when they needed to. Stephon Gilmore played like a top five cornerback in the league, top three arguably, and you know all the other pieces around him just played so well that it's really just you have to give them credit because they played some really good offenses and they were able to kind of lock them down. Mm. And that's why I think this game is going to be a really good game, and I'm really excited. So you know, Michael, definitely, what what do you think or what are you looking forward to in this game? What what are your thoughts on the game itself, not just the two teams and how they got here? What I'm looking forward to the most is just how the Patriots play on defense against Jared Goff and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Just because these teams haven't met ever. Like, Well, they met... I mean, um, like, yeah, th- so, <laughs> they met... Technically, Jared Goff has played the Patriots before um, back in 2016. Well, I mean, it was... But that was... I mean, it was under Case Keenum. Well, no, no, no. It was Je- it was Jared Goff that played. It was Jared... Yeah, it was Jared oh, really? Goff, but it was Jeff Fisher's Jared Goff, which we... Which yeah, doesn't Jimbo really Fisher's. exist. We have we have not... We have not... The Patriots have not seen Sean McVay's No, they Rams. have not. They haven't. Yeah. I... I, I which... It, it, I, I really want to see how Sean McVay tries to take apart New England's defense. And on the flip side, I really want to see how Brian Flores is going to take care of that Rams offense. I feel like it's this is going to be a very defensive it, it'll, It's not going to be like Chiefs-Rams yeah, back in the regular season. It will be season. very interesting to see because the thing is, like you said, it, it's very tough, and I feel like it, it's tough for me to not instinctually just assume the Patriots – can run away with it. Not not discrediting the Rams because honestly, I I think this Rams team is so young and so good. They'll they Rams could be back here next year. It's just that after seeing how great of a defensive game plan the Patriots had against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, what's to say they can't do the same against the Rams? Honestly, and, and well, yeah, I mean at the 
to to give the I mean to give the Chiefs I mean a little like benefit here. I mean the game did go into overtime. Yes, true. The Patriots like weren't a hundred percent able to shut them down. They kept it close until the very very end. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I completely agree, and like I said, I, I think it'll be interesting, and I, I do think Sean McVay is definitely a more offensive guru and crazy play caller than Andy Reid is, not to knock Andy Reid, he's a great head coach. I just think that mm-hmm. Sean McVay ha- is clearly superior in offensive play calling. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So it it's going to be really interesting for me to kind of see what he does because I do think if there's a way for this Rams team to take advantage, it honestly is through the Patriots' defense because I feel like the Rams' offense has the talent to definitely poke holes in this defense because the thing with the Patriots' defense is, unlike the Rams, where the Rams' defense, as we said, is littered with all pros and pro bowlers, the Patriots' defense isn't necessarily filled with all of these all pro. I mean, the, the, Stephon Gilmore is the only pro bowler on that defense. But the thing with the Patriots defense is that they're able to just work so well and scheme so well that they can shut down offenses. So it'll really be interesting to see if Sean McVay can kind of set an offensive game plan together so well that no matter how good the Patriots scheme, they're not going to be able to. I feel like this is probably, this Rams team is probably the best overall all around team just performance wise Mm -hmm. that Brady and Belichick have faced in a Super Bowl yeah I so this is going to be a very very good game I I definitely I definitely agree um I will say I want to I want to drop a little fact for you Michael I haven't I haven't dropped a hot fact in a while on the show let's drop if you were to take a guess and the percentage of Super Bowls out of all 53 Super Bowls how many Super Bowls do you think, percentage-wise, Bill Belichick has been to as a head coach, assistant coach, coordinator, all of that? I'd, I'd love to hear your guess. So wait, what was your question? So again? as as so a just as altogether, altogether not like just a, not coach, just the head coach of everything. the Patriots, but as head coach of the Patriots, as his, you know when he was assistant coach. Court, yeah. How like what do you think? What would you guess the percentage of Super Bowls between the fifty three that he's been to? Um, I would say. You mean out of the nine he's been? No, to, he's right? been technically considering considering assistant coaching jobs. He's been to more than nine. Yeah. Um, so I, so if you were to take a guess, what percent do you think that would be? I think um. I know he won one with Parcells and the Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say with the five rings that he has with New England and counting that, and I think he might have won in Detroit or something. Yeah. I'm going to say that he has won about, like, I'd say around 10 Super Bowls out of the 53. So, so Bill Belichick has been in out of the 53 Super Bowls we have had in the NFL – Bill Belichick has been involved in 22.3% of Super Bowls. So, how many would that equate so to? So, it's about it's about 13, 14 Super Bowls. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been involved in. That is literally almost a fourth of all Super Bowls. That That's that crazy. Is, that's nutty. That is a lot of Super that Bowls. That is a mastermind. And that that is just goes to show how like 
amazing of a career he's had, not even just as a head coach, that he's been involved in all this success. I mean, think about it. There are legitimately Hall of Fame players and coaches who never make a, a playoff or a Super Bowl. Never. Yeah. And Bill Belichick has been to 22% of all Super Bowls. That is an absurd statistic. That's just nutty. But I thought I would just share that little little quick fact. I thought I was pretty entertaining. I'd like to ask you another question, though, Michael. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is shook. So, in your question, what are you? What do you think are the? What do the Rams have to do to win this Super Bowl? And what do the Patriots have to do to win this Super Bowl? Well, I mean, I think the easier answer for is, I mean, for the Rams, they they got to do. I mean. Chris Collinsworth, whenever you see, like, the Patriots play on Sunday Night Football, literally says this over and over and over. To beat the Mm -hmm. Patriots, you have to stretch out every possession you have. You gotta give them, like, little time to respond, and you gotta get, you gotta get things going early. You gotta get ahead early, and just try to, like, play from ahead. And Mm -hmm. the Patriots will have to play catch-up, because that's the best way to beat them. Um, I think, I think that definitely applies here. Just because, like this, this like Patriots team right now is extremely hot. Like they they smoked the Chargers, and then they like just beat Kansas City in a flat out like shootout. So, I I, I feel like just that same mentality: get ahead quickly, and then just yeah. just keep the ball away from Brady is the best way to go. And on the flip side, I think New England just has to keep doing what they've been doing. I really, mm-hmm. I, I really like how they've, I mean, when they've started on, like, first, I mean, when they've gotten the ball first, both times, yeah. this, this playoff, against the Chargers and Chiefs, they, th- their first possession was, they've, they've both been extremely long, and they've incorporated Sony Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead a lot. It's, it's not just been Brady passing, it's been mostly running, and a lot of these zone schemes that they've been running... Has, have been working, and I feel like they just got to keep sticking with that. Or maybe yeah. change things up like a tad bit, because McVeigh's definitely not going to let that slide. Mm-hmm. But definitely implementing the run more on offense, just stretching out drives on, of their own. Because um, b- back in the NFC Championship at the beginning, Jared Goff was like shook to be playing in, in New Orleans in that kind yeah, of Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, but the, I will say that New Orleans crowd was crazy. Yeah, like, abs- absolutely. It, I mean, yeah, in a, in a neutral setting, like, I mean, like, like Atlanta, the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a lot more relaxing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but what now? What do you think on the flip side? What do you think the Patriots need to do to win the game? Well, that, that that's what I said. Just keep, like get the run game involved because it's been working. It's been kind of like a secret weapon. Mm-hmm. But it really hasn't been a secret. It hasn't been. I don't know. All right. I will what, say what though. So, think, I, so, so I, I, I wanted to hear you. The reason I asked it again was because I just wanted you to, you know, help me segue to my point, bringing up the run game again. Because the thing I think about how the Rams can beat the Patriots is this Patriots run game. It, it, it's been so well. But I've watched a lot of videos of this Patriots playoff run. And it is so apparent to see when they're going to run the ball and when they're not. Like, yeah. Sony Michelle is not... He is never on that field if it's a pass play. Almost never. During yeah. the Chiefs, I believe... I And I don't have the exact number. But he was... Sony Michelle played, I want to say, 31, 32 snaps. 
And of those 32 snaps, he had a total of 26, 27 carries. So there was legitimately only, what, I don't know, good math, five snaps that he was on that he wasn't getting the ball. Like, if if on the Rams, I see that. And I also look at the Chargers game and try to see just how many. And you have to realize, so Sony Michelle is clearly their primary runner. Obviously, we know Rex Burkhead and James White also run the ball. But at the very least, you can look at that and be like, all right, Sony Michelle's coming in. It's most likely going to be some kind of power run. And you, if the Rams can figure that out and kind of stunt that and make it a little bit tougher for the Patriots to disguise when they're going to run the ball, I think they'll have a lot better time. And also, and you know, foreshadowing here a little bit to my grandma's cookies, I, I really think, like you said, they, they need to get to Tom Brady. Tom Brady loses games when he's on the ground. And, you know, we, we even brought this up when we talked about the championship game and when we talked about the divisional game. We said Chargers can beat the Patriots if they get to Brady. Joey Boza, Melvin Ingram did nothing. We talked about this against the Chiefs. We said the Chiefs need to get to Brady. D Ford, they, you know, Chris Jones, they really didn't do nothing. There was one quarterback hit, and that was a pretty iffy count for a quarterback hit. Yeah. So, like, it's really the Rams. They need to. They need to say to themselves, you know, the Patriots uh, have offensive line has been playing really well. This makeshift offensive line, that their offensive line, all five players on that offensive line, Michael, are only accounting for $15 million in the salary hit. Only $15 million. There are certain well, teams, like, I'm their, pretty sure Nate Solder. I mean, I think um, Shaq Mason and uh, maybe Lee Adrian Waddle, I think, they're um, – their contracts are ending this season. Well, I know, but, like, I'm still, like, saying to the point of, like, I'm pretty sure Nate Solder himself, his contract is more than a $15 million hit. Like, yeah. they're, they're paying next to nothing for such a good offensive line that this Rams needs to dominate. Because the Rams are paying a lot. Aaron Donald, is is he the highest paid player or did Khalil Mack pass him? I forget which way it was. They're, they're, they're one and two. Yeah, they, <laughs> Either, Aaron Donald they, is, they the top, is, is one of the top two highest paid defensive players you know Ndombegan Sue has had a great career Dante Fowler Jr. what three seasons ago he was number three overall pick Michael Brockers has you know had a good career like these are good players they need to be able to get to Brady or else they're going to struggle because I it, the thing is Brady is so good Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib are obviously Pro Bowl players you can argue that Marcus Peters if he continues his career could be a Hall of Famer in the future with how well he plays and but Aqib Tlaib Bra- is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and Aqib Tlaib is going to be a Hall of Famer. But Brady is so good, it, it really does not matter. That's how good he is. And they're not going to beat the Patriots with their defensive backs. They need Brady to be running around panicked. That's the only way they can get to that they can win that game. On the flip side, you know, I really think the Patriots can run away from this game if they keep Brady clean. And I, I, I know that sounds stupid for like, well, obviously that's what you said with that. Like that the Rams are, aren't going to win. But like if Brady stays clean, Brady's the, the greatest quarterback of all time. He makes throws happen. He makes plays happen. Also, I, I really think the Patriots can win this game if they, they need to out special teams. I think special teams is going to be huge in this game. Huge. Because Steven Gostowski and, you know, Greg the Leg are both great kickers they just need to be able they need to give the rams as bad a field position as possible i i I honestly think ryan allen needs to have one of the best games of his career because jared goff and the rams cannot be starting at like their 30 plus every drive they need to be pinned within the 20 every single drive to give the patriots the best advantage possible Mm -hmm. 
So I, those are a few things that I'm at least looking for in the game. I, I really think it's going to be a close game. Michael, I know who you think is going to win, but please let our audience know who you think is going to win and why you think they're going to win. I, I have to stand by the Patriots for this one. And it's fine. As long as you – it's fine. I agree. I, 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 I respect that. I think this game is going to be probably the iffiest in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's Super Bowl career. But at the same time, just they're so seasoned – in Super Bowls, that this is going to be like a regular season game for them. The Rams yeah. are going to be a, the Rams are a crazy, crazy good team, but at the same time, the Patriots are crazy, crazy good at game planning. Mm-hmm. It, the, as we said before, so do you have like what? What were you guess would be your score prediction? I think throw a guess out there. Okay, so well in the Brady Belichick era, I don't think there has been a single Super Bowl where they have won by more than a possession <laughs> mm-hmm. by more than one score so i'm gonna say the final score is going to be 31 24 patriots 31 24 yes okay How interesting who, who, are, so, who are you taking and why and for, what, what so i i i do think honestly like this and i know i feel i, I don't know i feel like I kind of sound a little bit like cop-out from the last two weeks, but I really do think it can go either way. I, I really think... 100%. It, it really could. My my gut tells me I feel the Patriots can win this game just because, you know, the, I just don't think Sean McVay and them are ready for this behemoth that is Bill Belichick. Like, Bill Belichick and Brady together have been in nine Super Bowls. That's absurd. And again, I really think this Rams team will be in many Super Bowls to come, but this is Sean McVay and Jared Goff's first Super Bowl. Bill Belichick and Brady, Belichick was smiling on media day. That dude was cheesing out, having a great time. He's sitting there like, this is actually boring to me. He's been to so many, this is nothing. He's just ready for this game to be over and for them to have the party in the hotel afterwards. Like that's at the that's at the point they're probably at. Seriously, Brady, they have five rings. Obviously, they're trying to get a six. There's no doubt they're not trying, but they're loving life. Meanwhile, you know McVay and Goff and all of them, they're they're mum hush. They're not really talking. They're trying to stay focused because they know how hard it is. They see their opponents are are laughing. Gronk's having a dance party on media day. It's gonna be such a tough climb for this Rams team. And like I said, I really do think they could win. But my gut is telling me I just feel like the Patriots just have all way too much experience and knowledge in this on this game in the biggest game of the year. But with that being said, I can make a lot of arguments why I think the Patriots could still lose. Because the thing is, we could say that same thing last year against the Eagles. The same exact thing. I can make the same argument against the Eagles last year. And the Falcons the Pat- too. The Falcons as well, yeah, where, you know, the the Patriots are, you know, they're enjoying it because they've been to so many. I think definitely way more with the Eagles, definitely. Um, I think Falcons a little bit, but I think the Eagles was... Very similar, where, again, the Eagles, you have Nick Foles, who, you know, a backup, Doug Peterson, who's first, second-year head coach. Very similar situation, and obviously the Eagles proved us wrong, and they won the game. So they definitely could. My gut is telling me the Patriots, but my heart really feels like I could see the Rams win this. I think it's it's going to be a, a three-point win. I, I really I really do. I could honestly see it being like a 38-35 to 35 win. 
how crazy would it be if in either situation, honestly, how crazy would it be if either Gostowski kicked the game-winning kick to win the game, just like Vinatieri did back in their first Super Bowl, or, or on the Zerline flip side, or Greg Zerline did it to kind of rub it in their face just like, how, how crazy that would be if either situation happened. That would just happened. be sweet irony. Sweet irony for literally either case. Like, it's it's irony yeah. for both ways. It'd and be, I think... That would be a wild way to end that. Yeah. And I really think that it, the game is going to be that, that close, Michael. But... Yeah, I agree. While we get ready for the game, and while we get excited for this crazy close game... We gotta get our pregame snacks ready. We gotta get our pregame snacks ready. So obviously, I don't know about you, but Super Bowls, you know, I always get wings. You gotta get the wings. You gotta get the chips. Pizza is a must. Pizza is a must. Gotta get some nice pizza. Pizza wings. I'm a big, big fan of Tostitos. There will definitely be Tostitos around. You know, now now that I'm of age, might might crack open a cold monster with the boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but besides that, you know, got to have some sweets, right, Michael? And you have to. Our grandmothers, they've been slaving away at the kitchen all season for us. Slaving away. But we only need them to make one more batch of cookies for us. This then, is it. Th- then they're off till August. They're off till – our grandmas are going to Florida till August. They'll, they're going to live it up. But they've got to make one more batch. The perfect batch of cookies. The golden batch of cookies for this Super Bowl party. The winning ticket. The winning the winning ticket. And I'd love to hear what, you know, Grandma Clement is making for this winning Super Bowl cookie. I think um I mean I asked her to do this. Mm-hmm. Um she's, she's, you, she's I'm glad you asked her at least. I asked Did her. Did you this say time. please? Yes, I said pretty please. Okay. Um I I, I asked for these 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 sugar cookies, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the ones with the icing on top. Yeah, I but, love such good cookies. Love them. Yeah, but this one, this one's a little special, Cage, because okay. there are three layers of icing. Oh, all three right. Three for each running back that the Patriots have: Sony Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead. Okay, I and think you know, that James Devlin gets no love, but that's fine. Grandmas don't know about full. James Devlin anyways. is the cookie itself. Okay, all right, that that's fine. James I Devlin is that. the rock of the. Audience. Is the rock? I like that. I like that. I like that. All right. Anyways, so. so the Patriots running back core and James Devlin, mm-hmm. they they have been instrumental in this postseason. Like Mozart. Yes. Mm-hmm. I they, they, they have revamped this Patriots offense. Going, yeah. going into the playoffs, myself and a lot of other Patriots fans and a lot of fans around the league were like, can the Patriots really make it far in this playoff considering the way that they have been playing in the last couple of weeks? They were just coming off of their loss against Pittsburgh, where they did nothing on offense. Their pass yep. game was kind of horrendous, barring that one really long Chris Hogan touchdown. However, yep, hey, I, I, I agree. So you know, so you, in, you just the way that they played against the Chargers was perfect. Yeah, with Sony Michelle having a hat trick at halftime with touchdowns, and then this last game against the Chiefs, Rex Burkhead got in for a couple scores. Yeah, it, they're running. It's, it is very easy to say that their running back core forget, has has le- been putting the team on their back, like Darren Sharp. Le- lest we forget who won the Patriots the Super Bowl back in twenty fourteen, James White. Oh, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say. I I do believe his name was uh, James White. That is correct. I think I think that they are the winning ticket here. Okay, interesting. Especially interesting. especially that James Devlin has gotten a lot more involved. I think that's really cool. 
Anyway, interesting. What, what what kind of cookies you got, Cage? So, you know, Nana Nana DePaulo. I was telling her, I was just like, listen, this is this is the last week. We've got tickets for you and Grandma Clement to be going down to Florida. Just one more week of cookies, Nana, and you'll be all set. And you know, I was ready. She was getting these cookies ready. They they were looking they were looking perfect. They they were looking all kinds of of you know every kind of shape and sound. My my cookies sound. sound my cookies you know my cookies have a lot of sounds. As you know, last week my cookies were the fans at Arrowhead. Yeah, uh, they let me down That's a little true. bit. But I digress. I digress. My cookies were looking pristine. My grandma put in the oven, but unfortunately, she took them out. And they morphed into a giant fat cookie. It was oh, I was no. free. I was panicked, Michael. Panicked. I know what to do. We had the show to record, and I got this fat cookie. When all of a sudden I squinted, and that fat cookie looked a lot like the trenches of a football team. And my the grandma's trenches. cookie is going to be the trenches. I really think, like I said in the preview, that this game is going to be decided on whether the Patzo line can beat. Aaron Donald, Ndamukong Kinsu, Michael Brockers, Dante Fowler Jr., or if those four studs can wreck havoc on Brady. That fat cookie is symbolic to all of those big men in the league and those big men playing in this big game. And I really think they will be the key to decide on if the Rams are winning or if the Patriots are coming home with six. I really like that. Thank you. I, I, I really, really think really it, like it, it really was symbolic. And even though my Nana messed them up, they still came out pretty good in the end. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I applaud our grandmas. Unfortunately, this will be the last cookies for until August. They're going off into the summer. We have a few more ideas to replace our cookies. But However, I like to think these are some pretty good cookies to end off the season with. I'm excited they, to chomp down on them. They are definitely good cookies. Mm. And it's sad to see them go for until next season. But however, yes, our roundtable discussion will stay. Our roundtable discussion, which will we will stay. hop into right now. Mm. We're so we're, Cage, we, we're switching it up a little bit because it's yes. our last cookies, and it was really important. But so continue, Cage, Michael. If if you've been keeping track of yep. Super Bowl opponents in the past okay. sixteen or so seasons, all right, yeah. I, on, the, my, on, my... On, on the AFC side, you know things mm-hmm. things are looking not too pretty. Different. Uh, Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you know this. The definition of insanity is doing something over and over, expecting change. And let yes. me tell you, if you go into an NFL season thinking any quarterback but Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger will be representing the AFC, and a you're sprinkle insane. of Joe Flacco, and a sprinkle of Joe Flacco, a literal sprinkle of Joe Flacco. So, Michael, why don't why don't you explain the premise of this episode of this episode's uh, roundtable discussion? So. In the past 16 seasons, hmm. the AFC, coming out of the AFC, the quarterback has either been Brady, Big Ben, Peyton, or one time, a Flacco. <laughs> the sprinkle of Flacco, as we call literally it. Literally, almost every season of the 21st century, barring a few games, like in 2003 with the Bucks and Raiders, shout out to our fan, fan John, of the show, Gruden. John Gruden, John Gruden mm-hmm. our friend of the show, um... It's it's been five different quarterbacks comparatively yeah. to probably the plethora that we have seen on the NFC side. Oh, I could think of five easily in the past seven years. Yes, Eli Manning, so, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Jared Goff. Um, yep. Colin Kaepernick. I'm at seven, and we're not even in 2011. Yep. Anyways, so, continue. 
Brady's on his way out. Big Ben's on his way out. Peyton's done. Flacco is, I mean, his future in the AFC is a little. I mean, that's yeah, that's the thing. this offseason. Flacco could very well be in an NFC team next season. However, Mm -hmm. in about two to three or four ish years, who's got next for quarterbacks? uh, Give me your top three. If I were to give my top three of who I think you know could be this next big three, I think. Easily the first one undisputed is Patrick Mahomes. We said 100%. it last. We said it on the I, recap I of the conference game. Mahomes too. Is Mahomes is going to be in so many Super Bowls and big games? Mahomes is going to be there for a long time, and I really think Mahomes is gonna be repeat Super Bowl entrance. Now my second one, I'm gonna say, and uh, this this may be a little bit of a surprise, I, depending on how you take it. I I really think that Andrew Luck will be in it. I, I really Luck. think Andrew Luck is healthy. And I think with, you know, like you said, Brady and Big Ben on the way out the next, like, one to two years, I really think that, you know, Andrew Luck is still very young. And Andrew Luck is playing – he played phenomenal this season. And he didn't wasn't even 100% till – you know, a quarter of the way through the season. I really think Andrew Luck is finally going to get his chance to make a Super Bowl run. He's finally got a great offensive line. He's putting pieces around him. Eric Ebron's a stud. I think Andrew Luck is going to be there. And, you know, my third pick is going to have to be Baker. Baker, you know, I'm going to put a tie here. Baker slash, you know, a sprinkle of Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens keep that sprinkle in there. And I do think Lamar Jackson has the talent to take the Ravens to the big dance. But I think Baker is going to also like, you know, like Mahomes and them. He's, you know, a generational player after this season. He didn't start till week four, and he broke almost every rookie quarterback record. You know, he he's, you know, a shoe-in, unless if it's Saquon Barkley to win rookie of the year. He's a phenomenal player in the offense. They kept Freddie Kitchens, so they're going to have the same offensive scheme. He's going to shine, and they're just going to get more pieces around him. I really think, not necessarily maybe next season, but I think longevity in the next, you know, five to ten years of this league, I can see Baker Mayfield making it to multiple Super Bowl appearances. I like that. I like uh, that. So I'm interested. I know you said Mahomes was one of yours. I'm interested in Mahomes, what you think the other Mahomes two are. Mahomes has to be everyone's number one. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I guess I'll give three others. I mean, if Other you agree Mahomes. with me, you I feel like you are more than welcome to say you agree. No, no, I 100% agree with Mahomes. I'm just going to give three others since, I mean, that's Mahomes yeah. is kind of a given right now. True, true, fair. I think um, I definitely agree with Andrew Luck, so that's mm-hmm. one of them. I think definitely Philip Rivers. I'd like to see him win a Super Bowl or at least attend a Super Bowl before his career is over. True, that's very because true. Because his team... The Chargers fu- are the, the Chargers are together. I think that if he is going to do it though, it's got to be soon. Yeah, I mean he only has a few years left as well, really. Yeah. If you think about it, so it really does have to be soon. And I agree. I think the Chargers finally have a good core around them. Exactly. Like yeah. offense and defense aside, but I'll let you continue. Um. So, my uh. My third, my my dark horse here. Okay. Um, someone that, I mean, his name hasn't really been thrown around that much in Super Bowl contention, but I think in about like five-ish years, once the league changes, once his team gets a couple pieces that they need, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Very interesting. Because, I mean, it's no mistake. It's it's no fluke that the Texans went on a 10-game winning streak. No, Deshaun, I mean, they. but with that, they went on a 10-game winning streak with easily the worst offensive line in the last few years. Yeah. Their offensive line was horrendous, and they went on a 10-game winning streak. They did. And that's why I think once they get their offensive line right, once they get a good tight end, I think... I mean, once they upgrade their defense up a little bit too, I think they can. Mm-hmm. The Texans and Deshaun Watson can be a serious contender in this league. I, I I definitely agree. I think they need to upgrade the offensive line. I I think they need to make sure they have stability at wide receiver position. I think their wide receivers are, when all healthy, you could argue they have the best core of wide receivers with DeAndre Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, and Will Fuller. But the problem is, D Demarius Thomas and Will Fuller have had problems staying healthy these last few years. So that'll be a big question mark. Also, you know, like you said, you got to make sure you keep the defense healthy. But I agree. I, I definitely could see Deshaun Watson making multiple Super Bowls in his career, especially once, you know, the big bad Brady and big bad Roethlisberger are out of the league. I could see him making a run at it. And really, I, I do think that the five-ish, the six that we've kind of picked are the future of the AFC and that I think it's going to be a lot like sprinkled between them all. Um, bearing nothing crazy, I, you know. Besides that, I, you know, you could make the argument Derek Carr might be able to make a few Super Bowls. I do think that's heavily dependent, though, on his relationship with John Gruden and also if the Raiders can put pieces around them. New GM Mike Mayock has been a scout for like longer than I've been alive. I'm pretty sure. So he obviously is a talent. So I could definitely see Derek Carr making some kind of Super Bowl appearance, as well as, you know, I think Sam Darnold does have the ability to. It just depends if the Jets could kind of pick up and actually run a team. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate that. So that being said, Cage, would you would you like to, to play us out here? Because oh, I, think I would all, love to play us out. This, week. this is all we've got. Michael and I have to go pack our grandmas up and ship them off to Florida right now. We've got to kind of, you know gather our belongings and get ready to hype up the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the first and 10. I definitely enjoyed it. We're going to be back next week, folks. Don't you worry. We're not going anywhere for the off season. We got to talk all about the Super Bowl next week and we'll have plenty of stuff in short in store for our off season podcast. We've already been scheming of different ideas and fun stuff to do during the off season. If you're interested to make sure you keep up with all of that, make sure you check us out on social media and our website, where our weekly blogs leading up to the draft should be starting within the next week or so. The website is at first and number 10 sports.com. The Twitter is at and at first and number 10 pod. And then you can check us out on Facebook at first and symbol number 10. As always, don't forget to follow us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher at first and number 10. Share us as well. Like I said, help get us out there. We're going to try to spread the word. Michael and, I are, Michael and I are already promoting ourselves as much as we can in our new college classes. And uh, without that, Michael, uh, I hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm ready to kind of sit back and enjoy the biggest game of the season. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm definitely looking forward to this game 100%. As a Patriots fan, I'm not surprised. All right, guys, we'll see you later.